right. Welcome to the To the Perspective Artist Lessons from an Unknown Actor podcast. I am your host, Nick Macron. So my guest today is a resident member of Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's 2017 Process Space Program. She's also a 2015 Sundance Fellow. She's also a proud member of the 2008 Emerging Writers Group at the Public Theater where she was selected from over 700 applicants. She also has a full-length play coming out called Back to the Real, which will have an upcoming reading at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. And I think most importantly, she's just a wonderful, wonderful human being and, uh, and really embodies what it means to, I think, live a very holistic lifestyle as an artist, um, which is what this podcast movement is all about. So, P. Wilson, thank you so much for being here and doing this. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So, Pia, can you give us a little background on your journey as a writer? Where did you grow up, and did you grow up in an environment that really embraced the performing arts? Um, well, I grew up in New Jersey, um, Hillside, New Jersey. My parents were from the South. My father from South Carolina, my mother from Alabama, and they both, um, you know, really, they didn't go to the arts that much themselves, but they really did encourage their kids to be artistic and practical at the same time. So mm, mm. <laughs> they, they thought that my writing was literally a gift from God <laughs> and that I should follow my dreams but always be able to support myself. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah, whether I was writing poems or writing uh, fiction, they didn't care. They thought it was really great. But I should always have a backup plan, too. Wow. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. So how did you stumble across playwriting? Did you, I mean, when, when did you start first going to plays and reading plays? And, and because it sounds like you didn't come from a family that uh, um, introduced that to you. So did you stumble upon it on your own? Uh, yeah, well, you know, the only plays I really went to see um, when I was younger were either plays that were performed at my school. Um, we had a theater, a uh, local theater that's name its name is escaping me right now um paper mill playhouse and they used to go to different schools around new jersey and perform like peter pan or um you know peter and the wolf or something along those lines and that was my only real exposure to plays ironically even though I wouldn't be caught dead acting now, I was, <laughs> uh, I was uh, Dorothy in The Wiz back in uh, 7th or 8th grade. And uh, I memorized the entire script. So I could wow. whisper line, lines to people. I was a very bad actress, but I could sing. And um, so that was basically my exposure to theater. I had wanted to be the great American novelist. That didn't work out. I tried film for a bit, uh, made a short film. And then I decided to go back to short, uh, short film writing. And then like, 10 years ago, I think, um, this Parisian actress needed uh, a play. And one of my friends who thought I was a great writer from my short fiction told introduced me to the actress and said uh yeah can write me a play and i was like sure i can write a play and thus my playwriting career was born oh wow wow almost <laughs> so by accident was, yeah yeah it was, it was totally random um and then the next year i got into the emerging writers group with my 
my second play. Wow. So yeah. what all of those um, things have in common is is uh, is storytelling. So I'm wondering what what was it what what is it what is it about storytelling, but theater and and film and and whatever it is for you that that compels that you find so compelling. Um, you know um, what 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 uh, what was the draw for you as a kid? Um, as a kid for writing, well, I got started writing. Um, poems in school because they were, um, I was in the enrichment program, which is basically the honors program, um, at my elementary school. And they wanted us to write poems for each month. And I wrote poems and the teacher thought that they were so profound and she showed them to everyone. And, um, you know, she was very proud of me and I loved that praise. So I absorbed it. And, uh, are you are like, you you're sure you're not an actor? I'm sure I'm not an actor. I'm yeah. the worst actress in the world, but I do love praise. And so I just I was like, well, I'm gonna stick with this writing thing if I'm gonna get so much praise. <laughs> and then every little poem that I write, people seem so happy, and you know they loved it. So I just kept going going along with it. Oh, um, wow. And and I do like telling stories. I mean, I would even tell stories to my stuffed animals when I was little. So I guess I've always wanted to entertain people or keep people happy or, um, you know, reveal my inner world or something for people. I see. Very, very interesting. So, Pia, there are some young women listening to the podcast who, you know, they look at your resume and they have no idea how to get started. I mean, they're really impressed by all the wonderful things that you've, you've done. And they, they might feel like they don't have the resources or come from a community that supports uh, their dream to write. What, what would you tell someone who wants to begin the journey that you've already taken um, but, but doesn't know where to begin? Well, the first thing I would say is um, always have your craft down. Learn the rules of whatever... Um, area you're working in, whatever arena you're working in, whether it's playwriting, whether it's writing fiction, um, learn the rules of writing. And once you have your your voice kind of, uh, you know, an idea of what your voice is, your voice is always evolving, of course, but um, once you have that down on the sense of self and have something to say, and the art is the most important thing to you, then you can start looking outside of yourself for uh, collaborators in, in terms of whether it's the theater or some actors you can work with to help bring your, your material to life or whether it's a director who can share a similar vision to yours and get your plays up on their feet. Um, I wouldn't, everyone, everyone always wants to start big, but I think that you should... Let the art be first. Always remember that it's business, but the art should come first. And once you're really good at your craft, then you can start to look outside. Oh, wow. I love that. Yourself. And, and how did you do that? How did you do that personally? How did you find your voice? Well, um, my voice has changed a little bit, but I would say that I just kept writing. And then I would share with my brother or my parents and get their feedback and but when I wanted to do it professionally, my best friend was my only reader, and my brother was, was one of my readers, and that was it. As I progressed more, 
um, now my agent is my reader or, you know, literary uh, people that I know mm -hmm. are my readers, fellow playwrights. So I think you're, you know, just find someone who will take the time and who cares enough about you to read your work to give you some feedback and to know whether that feedback um, is accurate or jives with you. I see, um, I see. Yeah, a, a lot of young playwrights will become overwhelmed by feedback and try to um, accept everything and realize that as the playwright, you don't have to accept everything. Mm, mm. You can kind of sift through what works for you, yeah, in a sense? Yes, yeah. and, and sometimes also realize that the things people say aren't necessarily what's quote-unquote wrong with your play. Um, it's just a problem that they perceive, and you may be able to fix it in another way. Ah, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Now, I, we want to give our audience members uh, an accurate picture of some of the day-to-day -day struggles of being a writer, and I, I think yeah. you, you, Pia, have managed to, to thrive in a fiercely competitive world. Um, yes. But I'm also wondering if you can talk a little bit about some of your own challenges as a writer and if there's a way to reframe challenges as advantages or opportunity. Sure. Um, you know, I write about race a lot. Um, I guess that's my point of view. And I, even when I was writing fiction, I always wrote about um, race and, and how it's a, uh, a lens for how we communicate with each other as human beings and how that affects people. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't want to get stressed out by all these uh, race plays or race, you know, focus, racially focused uh, material. But there's something about it that I like and I couldn't let it go. So even if it wasn't being published or wasn't being produced, I just stuck with it um, because art should be the most important thing, right? Um, what are we doing if we're not doing it for the art, then what are we doing for? So even though I would, I would write things that I thought were brilliant, uh, they would get a reading or two, you know, or get some actors together and, and um, you know, we do a reading or table read or we do a reading for a bunch of people and, um, and then nothing would happen. And then I'd write, go on and write the next play. And so my advice to people is to always go along and write the, the next play. And then um, go out into the community, go see other people's work, and find people whose sensibilities drive with yours. And eventually you'll find someone who will be your champion. And I, I think that's what we all need. Oh, that's a terrific answer. I love that. Yeah. And um, it okay. sounds like... When you say the art has to come first, it sounds like you also just stuck to your principles and your core values, which was you wrote about things that resonated with you. Right. Um, can you talk about the importance of doing that and not being swayed by commercial interests and what, what you perceive other people want you to write? One of my favorite quotes is uh, by Edward Albee, and he says, I didn't write just because you didn't like it. I didn't stop right. writing just because you didn't like it. Uh, and, I, and I love that. Um, right. Well, I, I think people have their, because I'm a black woman, I feel like people uh, have expectations for what my play should be like, um, or what they should, what I should be talking about, or um, the things that I should present, and 
sometimes those align with my ideas about what I should present, and sometimes they don't. So I think it's just a, a matter of knowing what your boundaries are and what lines you're willing to cross. I'm just not one of those people that will sell out, quote unquote, <laughs> you know, themselves. I, I have pretty high uh, standards um, for where, where I want my work to be and how I want it to represent me. Um, and I like myself, so I don't want to put work out there that, that doesn't feel good or um, that I don't want to represent who Pia Wilson is. Yeah, absolutely. That actually is a great uh, uh, lead into my next question, which was I was going to ask you, and you touched upon it a little bit, but what are some of the unique challenges of being a playwright um, as, as a woman and an African-American woman in this industry? And what advice, yeah. what advice would you give to, to, to other up-and-coming African-American women who, who want to write and be playwrights and, and screenwriters? Well, you know, I think that now is a great time to um, for African-American female playwrights. Um, not that we're being overproduced, but that we're being produced. I remember even a few years ago that wasn't the case. Um, so I, and I also have to say thank God for like Susan Laurie Parks, who, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. who was like a beacon of light for me because she wrote, in a way that I think is different um, and unique, and I could kind of model myself after her. Um, and also, you know, other black female playwrights, um, Lynn Nottage, you know, she just won a Pulitzer. And these are just people that I can, you know, uh, hold up a picture for myself and say, this is something to which we can aspire, you know. Um, Dominique Marceau, glad to see her, you know, out there plugging away, Katori Hall, mm -hmm. Tisa Hutchinson, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many great people that I can um, cheer on and hope to join their ranks, you know, or to rise uh, with them. So that's a great thing for me, and that's how I keep going as well. To see other people's successes or my friends' successes inspires me. I love that. Yeah, so the importance of finding role models and people who inspire you. Um, so, Pia, one of the primary focuses of you know the whole To the Perspective Artist uh, book and, and, and mission is to offer insights beyond just improving the craftsmanship or advancing in the industry. So I'm wondering, what do you like to do in your free time, and how important is it to you to, to live a life and, and not just a career? That is so funny that you asked me that question because I have decided that I was going to take the summer off because um, I also have a day job, which I'm very happy with. You know, I, I work in marketing, and, um, and so I spend all my free time writing plays or, or television pilots or something. You know, I'm always doing something. So I decided uh, to take off July. I was like, I'm going to relax. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to hang out with friends, have a few drinks. I was so unhappy. <laughs> I, I just cannot tell you how bored I was. And all I wanted to do was write. And I think that you have to just know yourself and what you're 
what you're what you want to do and what I want to do is right. I mean, I think that's even how I relax. Oh wow! Yeah. So, um, but also, you know, go out and have fun with people. Um, go see plays. I have seen a lot of plays recently, um, so that was good. That's that's nourishing. Um, and movies. I love Wonder Woman. I'll go see Wonder Woman again with anyone. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So I think, and also Twitter. I love Twitter, so I get on. Um, I get on social media a lot. All right, all right. Well, um, I want to talk about the word hustle and the word grind. So our culture is uh-huh. flooded with words like that right now. And right. look, you know, of course, succeeding in any endeavor requires a lot of hard, hard work. Um, uh-huh. But do you think there is a balance between working really hard? And, you know, kind of what you touched upon, knowing when to take time out for yourself to just relax. And how do you strike that balance? Yeah, I feel like when you're, when you're starting to get um, nervous about your career, like, I'll never make it, ah, you know, and you're uh, getting short with people and you, you feel so desperate. And I think most artists know what I mean by you feel so desperate. Um, that's probably the time to step back. Because people can smell that desperation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they will run away from you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and also remember, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Uh, when you're succe- when you're successful, um, do you want people just contacting you and asking you for things without a relationship there? Like, uh, probably not. So. Don't do it to other people. The theater community is a very small, uh, you know, closely knit uh, community. And you kind of have to just ease yourself in there. You have to get to know people, get to know their work, uh, trying to be of service in some way. And then people want to get to know you. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Pia, how I wonder how important you, you, I, I almost feel like you've uh, looked at my questions because every time you, <laughs> you, you everything you say is a lead into the next thing, which is great. Uh, it shows that we're we're in harmony here. Right. Um, how important do you think it is to define success on your own terms, and how has your definition of success for Pia evolved over time? Um, let's see. Well, I, I think I always started with, I had big dreams when I first started writing plays. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, I just thought that the way I got into the public's emerging writers group was I was terribly naive, and I thought it would be easier to get into the group than it would be to have them produce my play, which I thought was brilliant, outright. <laughs> produce my play outright. Now, of course, looking back, that was just incredibly ridiculous. Now I know what the public is and, and how big they are and, and you know, but, but you know, the but there's, know, there's but, a beauty, there's a beauty in that naivete, though, Pia, because right. you went for it, and uh, it, it bums me out that we lose that. Is there a way? Is there a way to protect that naivete, even when we know more about what we don't know? Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't able to do it, but I still do have big dreams. You know, like I, I still want to win that, you know, Tony one day or. 
have a show on Broadway. I fully expect that to materialize. I do too. I do that too. That is one of my visions. I, I, I know it's going to happen for you. Absolutely. I think it's going to happen for me too. I believe it. And I'm going to strive for it. And it will be one of my plays that I'm proud of. And if it's when I'm 80, then it's when I'm, when I'm 80. I don't care. But my vision is going to, my work is going to make it, right? And so um, when I was uh, more new to the field, I would always be ready to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm tired of not being produced. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give up. And then one one year I just decided, oh, I'm never really going to give up. That's just something I say when I'm frustrated. And now I'm not going to say it anymore because it's not true. And so you have to always know that you, are you going to give up? If you're not, then you have to be prepared to uh, just move forward by any means necessary. Ah, and, 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 and how did you cultivate that mindset? Um, you know, you, you reminded me of um, um, the line in The, the Seagull. Yeah. Uh, if I was lucky enough to be a writer... Um, yeah. I, I, I eat black bread. I'd live in a garret. <laughs> um, and, but, 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 but the point is that, you know, I worked with an actor many years ago at the alley theater, a very talented actor. Right. And he said, you know, I don't care what it takes. I don't care what I have to do. I'll live in a cave if I have to. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. And Morgan Freeman said the same thing in an interview. Um, right. and so I love the, the notion that you're, you're putting out there, which is if this is something you, you really want to do then there's no timeline. Um, and to always kind of approach the work like you're just getting started. Um, yes. So how, you know, and, and, and I think we lose, we often lose that because we start comparing ourselves to others. But how did you right. cultivate that mindset that said, hey, look, I, I'm in it for the long run and that's just the right. way it's going to be? Right. Well, you know, I was very lucky to have a, a, a teacher slash guidance counselor in high school, Mr. Giordano. And uh, I remember he made me uh, editor-in-chief of the high school newspaper over someone who had been there longer. And he just said, you know, Your, her writing is better. And that was just the end of the story. And then I remember I told him that I wanted to be a, a novelist. And he said, uh, you shouldn't ever give up because here's what happens. Most people can't write as well as you they'll eventually drop off. Then you have the people who will keep going a little bit longer, but then they'll drop off too. And then you'll have people who just stay with it. And those are the only people that you'll really have to compete against. And that's a much smaller number than you think it is. Mm. So just keep going. And I always go back to that, you know. Um, and also my best friend will never let me quit, you know. Uh, she often will say, uh, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Anytime I achieve anything, uh, she's like, see, you wouldn't have had this if you had quit. And I, I realized that. So I just stopped saying that I was going to quit because it just was not true. Mm. So once I came to recognize that, like, I'm unhappy if I'm not writing. So yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm a writer. So, yeah, for better or for I worse, right? It's, it's kind of, it's the curse, right? Uh, exactly. Can't, uh, and I can't give it up. Yeah. And yeah. also the theater, I feel like, is my home. You know, I could leave other forms of writing. I left them behind, and it was fairly easy for me to do so. 
But theater, I think I'm going to stick with it. Mm. Even mm. if I do other things, I always want to do theater in some way. Yeah, you absolutely should. Yeah. Um, Last question for you, Pia. Do you have any parting yes. words that you'd like to leave for any of the aspiring writers out there who are hoping to to begin this this uh, this, this crazy journey. but le- but deeply fulfilling journey? Yeah, I mean, just be true to yourself. Um, get out there, see lots of plays. Um, also, concerned with other artists. You know, visual artists are a hoot. I love hanging out with them. Musicians, uh, they're inspiring as well. So. Really just feed your soul a lot and recognize that it is hard. This is a hard business. And uh, if you drop out, you will never win. If you drop out of the race, you'll never win. All right. I love it. I love it. So, Pia, yeah. where can um, – so tell us about Back to the Real. It's, it's, uh, when is it coming? It's coming to New Jersey Performing Arts Center, right? Can you give us a little yeah. info on that? Well, I just had a reading there um, of the play, and the – Play will be produced next year by uh, Crossroads Theater. Crossroads uh, was partnered with me as part of the New Jersey Stage Exchange. Awesome. And, and yeah, so I'm looking forward to, to the production of that that play. Is Crossroads associated with Rutgers? Uh, uh, Crossroads is associated with Rutgers. That's right. That's um, right. Um, I think they have run a program together. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen so some wonderful. I'm super excited about that's that. That's a very big deal. That's a that's a wonderful space. I've seen a couple of really Thank terrific you. productions there. So congratulations. Where Thank you. where can people find you, Pia, if they want to connect with you? Uh, they can find me at piawilson.com or on Twitter at uh, pwilson720. Awesome. Well, there you have it. That's Pia Wilson. I want to thank you so much for your time. And I, I, I so appreciate you personally, Pia. You're such a wonderful, wonderful human being and, and just oh, a breath of fresh air. And I want to thank everybody for listening uh, and to stay tuned for our next podcast. In the meantime, you can always check out uh, my website, Nick Macron, M-A-C-C-A-R-O-N-E.com, for lots of free content like videos on how to start your, your acting career and e-books and, of course, the uh, To the Perspective Artist, Lessons from an Unknown Actor uh, book. But in the meantime, uh, I'm super grateful to all of you for listening. Much love to you all. And, uh, and remember, as Pia says, just keep, stay true to yourself and, and keep creating. Until next time. You know exactly what to do To make everybody swoon Make the world want you And I do But I see